So would you be comfortable then with a short-term funding bill that funds the government, say, until January or perhaps April? Is that something that you're th considering? Well, I, I've talked uh, to my colleagues about this in the race for the in the speaker's race. Uh, I mentioned that I, I would favor uh, as for, for uh, purposes of discussion to build consensus around if there indeed has to be a stopgap uh, funding measure that we would do that until January 15th. And the reason for that is it gets us beyond the, the end of the year uh, uh, push. And oftentimes the Senate tries to jam the House and force an omnibus spending bill. We're, we're not doing that here anymore. We're having single subject bills in our separate appropriations bills. And so Pushing that into January, I think, would assist us in that endeavor. There may be some conditions put on that, perhaps, that 1% spending cut across the board instead of becoming effective in April. Maybe we make that January 15th to incentivize the Senate to do their work. But I don't want to get too deep in the, the weeds on the, on the details of it because people sort of get lost in, um, in all of that. But I'll tell you that we're working in earnest to get it done. I, I think all of our colleagues are at the table right now, uh, even, even the toughest fiscal uh, conservatives like myself, People know that we've got to get this job done, and they're ready to do it. As soon as I uh, took the gavel, our, our work began, and we passed the resolution, as you noted, in, in, uh, in strong support of our strong ally and great friend Israel. We had to do that. And then I flew last night to Las Vegas and spoke to the Republican Jewish Coalition, as you noted, uh, to, to send a further signal that this is an, a priority for our country, and we cannot allow the brutality and the just unspeakable evil that is, that is happening against Israel right now to continue. We're going to stand with our friends. Well, there is now ground fighting inside the Gaza Strip, and we've been watching it intensify all weekend. Uh, this did not unfold the way some had expected with a, a blitz of divisions of Israeli troops and tanks going in, many reservists. Instead, we've seen uh, elite Israeli troops, book combat engineers, bulldozers, tanks, armored personnel, dismounted troops walking into Gaza, going in from multiple uh, directions. Much of it focused in the area on the northern Gaza Strip, which you can see behind me. There's been fighting ongoing this morning, uh, and there, does, there do seem to be clashes. We've seen uh, Israeli troops firing. We've also seen the Israeli troops coming under fire, uh, apparently, from Hamas. Uh, we are now talking about a phase of street-to-street -street fighting. Uh, we have also just heard from witnesses that is Israeli tanks, according to, to witnesses that have spoken to our crew, are on the main road, the Salah Eddin Road, which runs from the north to the south of the Gaza Strip. That would make it uh, impossible or at least very difficult for uh, Palestinians to follow Israeli orders to go from the north, to go from the south. Uh, Israel has repeated those orders uh, with greater urgency this weekend, dropping leaflets, telling people to immediately leave Gaza City, leave all the areas in the north, to come out with their hands up, to carry white flags if possible, and to head south. But now with these reports of Israeli uh, troops cutting that road, uh, it makes that uh, that mission uh, far more complicated, far more dangerous, if not impossible. We just right. heard the new House Speaker. You have some similarities with him in terms of separating out Israel aid from Correct. Ukraine aid. He did say, though, we can't allow Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there. We're not going to abandon them. What part of that statement is objectionable to you? 
Well, nothing is objectionable in the sense that if I could wave a magic wand and throw Putin out of Ukraine, I would. But what we have to accept is there's a difference between what should happen and what can happen. America has limited capacity. Just in the Israeli conflict, for example, there uh -huh. are 300,000 artillery shells the Israelis would love to have access to. They don't have access to them. Why? Because we sent them to Ukraine. We have a rising threat of China in East Asia. There are weapons the Taiwanese need that we can't send because we sent them to Ukraine. So to your we have to focus. That's that's all I'm saying. Look at these pictures that if you were on that plane landing from Tel Aviv would have been extremely mm -hmm. frightening. Yeah, all the planes that were at the tarmac at that point in time when that happened. And I think one of the things that we can certainly ascertain, Sarah, from what we've seen so far is that this was something that was a lot worse than just a protest. Essentially, what this descended into was this uh, mob of people, this crowd of people hunting Jews and hunting Israelis. That's essentially what transcended at that airport in the town of Mahachkala, which is actually the capital of the Dagestan region uh, in, uh, in, in the North Caucasus uh, of Russia. There's some really troubling scenes, not just of that protest that took place inside the terminal building where that was charged, that crowd overwhelming the security forces, then getting onto the tarmac, but also some of the people in that crowd singling out folks who apparently were on that flight from Tel Aviv, taking away their passports and essentially making them prove that they are not Jews. There are also some reports um, on Russian media and Russian social media as well about another crowd of people or people from that same crowd also charging a hotel and going room to room also, once again, searching for Israelis, searching for Jews. So definitely a troubling development that happened there in Dagestan. And you're absolutely right. It was after that flight from Tel Aviv landed. Obviously, a very angry crowd was already there at that airport. It was quite interesting because we did see this morning there was some condemnation from the religious leader of that region. But we have also just heard from the Kremlin. They are blaming outside influence, as they put it, for inciting that crowd. What is your response and have you spoken to the president about his request to tie the money together uh, between Israel and Ukraine? Well, listen, we're going to move a standalone Israel funding bill this week in the House. I know uh, our colleagues, our Republican uh, colleagues in the Senate uh, have a similar measure. We believe that that is a pressing and urgent need. There, there are lots of things going on around the world uh, that we have to address, and we will. Uh, but right now, what's happening in Israel uh, takes the immediate attention, and I think we've got to separate that and get it through. I, I believe there'll be bipartisan support for that, and I'm going to push very hard for it. Uh, what can you tell us um, about what Holland just reporting and the IDF saying it struck several Hezbollah sites in Lebanon today. Yeah, well, as Hala mentioned here, that's uh, the dominant force here, Hezbollah, and their leader just came out and said that they would be speaking, he would be speaking on Friday. Now, this is remarkable because this has been three weeks since we've heard anything from Hassan Nasrallah, and this is a man who normally speaks on just about any topic. He talks about uh, gas extraction in the Mediterranean Sea. He talks about his conflicts with Israel. He talks about religion, all to his adoring public. And, you know, he has kind of a stature, not just in the Middle East, but really throughout the world as an almost kind of shake Guevara type figure. But now he's been silent for the past three weeks, even as we've heard from kings and princes and presidents all throughout the region and far beyond. He hasn't said a word and that's been conspicuous. Uh, and now it looks like he's about to break that silence. But this whole region is hanging on tenterhooks, wondering what he's going to say and whether or not he's going to try okay. to push. Hang on, sorry. I'm going to uh, we're going to come back to that. Amazing. I want to thank the team in Denver, Real America's Voice and 
Of course, the crack war room team for that great. That was what we were trying to play this morning. Uh, we had some updates, but try to play this morning when we had to go to Denver to watch this uh, show trial of uh, President Trump trying to get him off the ballot. Uh, more on that later. Want to? I got uh, a couple of heavies to start off. Gaffney and and Fattis. Frank, I, I, and this is, you know, there's a focus, and Bernie Marino is going to be on here later. He's running for the Senate in Iowa, in Ohio, talking about the bifurcation of Ukraine, um, Israel uh, funding package. And, and Mike Johnson has come out over the weekend that wasn't picked up during the day. He has committed that the deficit or debt will not be added to one penny about, by the Israel $14 billion. He is, he's going to come back with specific cuts to make sure that that pays for itself. But I want to talk about, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood on one hand with Hamas. And I've got Fattis here about the party of God, uh, Hezbollah, the Shiite version of this. These are the Persian proxies right now. The Muslim Brotherhood's everywhere. We talk about the securing of our southern border. We talk about, you know, everybody's focused on this thing in Russia where they storm the planes and they call it Jew hunting or hunting of Israelis. This is what you saw over the weekend in the United States, essentially, with with the Brooklyn Bridge being taken over, Cornell University uh, threatening kids there going to school. They're going to slit their throats. Uh, Cooper Union, all of it. Talk to me about the, the danger we have within this own country of the, the Muslim Brotherhood. It's hard to overstate it, Steve, I think, because uh, we don't really know the full extent of it. Uh, what we do know is bad enough. Um, we have, for example, um, the secret plan of the Muslim Brotherhood to destroy Western civilization, uh, specifically sabotaging our, what they call, miserable house by our hands and the hands of the believers so that God's religion, Allah's, is made victorious over all other religions. That's been their game, I think, from uh, at least 19, I think it was 93 when that was first published. Um, what has happened in the intervening period is the Brotherhood has not only built out this immense infrastructure across the country, um, you probably have what they call an Islamic center near you. They're in basically all of the major cities in the country. Uh, Islamic centers is irrelevant because it's not just a mosque. Usually there's a mosque somewhere in the mix, but the historic purpose of mosques or uh, these centers, if you will, uh, going back to Muhammad's time, was to be basically community centers used, among other things, as arsenals and fortified places from which to project power. I think that's true in some cases here, too. And what's particularly worrying, and you've done a fabulous job of this, Steve, is as we have witnessed untold tens, if not hundreds of thousands of probable jihadis coming across our southern border, they're almost certainly marrying up with the infrastructure the Brotherhood has put into place. And then just to put a fine point on it, the Brotherhood has deeply penetrated the United States government. I think it began in earnest with Bill Clinton. There was a fellow by the name of Abdurrahman Alamudi, who became the head of uh, Muslim liaison for the uh, Clinton Biden. Uh, excuse me, Clinton-Gore uh, team, um, he went on to go serve hard time in federal prison for terrorism, by the way. But Al Moody, after, um, you know, Clinton's era, at the beginning of uh, 
what might have been the Gore era, decided he'd hedge his bets as an influence oper for, operator for the Muslim Brotherhood by seeing what he could do to uh, open a new front with the Republicans. And he used a guy that uh, we both know, Grover Norquist, to put together um, a kind of Republican Muslim Brotherhood front organization. It was called the Islamic Institute um, uh, and it was actually embedded in Grover's office at a time when I was sharing space on the same floor with him in his building. Uh, and it's an amazing tale I happened to witness on 9-11. Grover Norquist and others uh, convening after the White House complex was closed in the conference room we shared to map out a post-9-11 strategy. And I think key to it was the idea that George W. Bush, who they'd been trying to get to, um, uh, you know, romance these Muslim brothers, would then be essentially surrounded by them, literally, at the Washington Mosque uh, shortly after 9-11, and to begin espousing the party line that Islam is a religion of peace, and jihad is about personal struggle, and the people hijacking these uh, planes are trying to hijack a great Abrahamic faith, and on and on, all of which he did. The point being, from that day to this, Steve, we have not had clarity about the nature of the Muslim Brotherhood, what it is doing in our country, and what it exactly. seeks to do. And that's a, a perilous situation to be in. The, the, the hard I tell people, I had a lot of wins in the White House, and uh, even the ones that didn't have wins immediately became wins later, like Afghanistan, when I tra President Trump deputized me to get us out in the spring and summer of 17. And I tell people, the one thing Stephen K. Bannon was fully shut down on, couldn't move it an inch as hard as I tried, was designating the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. A unified government came against me on, oh, they run hospitals, they're a political party, they're, they, they have schools, what are you saying? This is so... They I mean, issue violence. It, was, it, 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 it shows you their power inside the U.S. government. I mean, they got the pitch down, and they got the pitch down hard. You bring up the fact, oh, that we should have the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization... A full, organized, complete shutdown, not even going to address it, won't do papers. And you could, you know, if I'd have been there a couple more years, you could have gotten there. But I got to tell you, Frank, it's something. Frank, can you hang on? I got Sam Faddis. I also have Kokorian. Uh, major story in the New York Post day with Todd Benzman over at CIS about unvetted tens of thousands coming across the southern border from every nation on earth, every terrorist nation on earth, the invasion of the southern border. We've got Oscar Blue Ramirez down in Tapachula. We are lit today. We are on fire this afternoon talking about the number one priority in our country, the protection of the United States of America and her citizens. Because if we don't take care of that, God bless Taiwan and Israel. They can only hold on while the United States is strong and free. Short break. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. 
let's let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. Another topic we want to get to before we go to break that's related to this that we need to do a much bigger segment on is the U.S. reaction here, especially on college campuses. Um, Cornell uh, had a very scary situation, um, and Cornell is not alone, where uh, Jewish students are feeling isolated, to say the least, scared for their lives, um, and not, not seeing a reaction to like the Ukraine war or other things. This we talked about off camera. But Richard, what do you make of this? Look, this is horrific. As you say, uh, there's selective outrage here. Where are the protests against all the people in Yemen or Ukraine or in Iran? So I'm not saying that everything Israel's done is, has been, you know, perfect. Obviously it hasn't. There have been civilian casualties, right. but the hypocrisy yeah. of these uh, reactions. Second of all, where are these campus authorities? Where are they protecting Jewish students? If this were any other group or any other minority on campus, do you think their reactions would be the same way? Come on. This is outrageous what is going on. And the universities are clearly failing educationally. Mm-hmm. And they are clearly failing in their obligations to provide, to make students feel safe. You know, we hear all this talk, Mika, about safe spaces. Well, what's happening on these campuses? We're not talking about people who don't like reading this, that, that line in a, in a book, you know, uh, in Huckleberry Finn. Right. These have become truly unsafe. I'm, 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 I'm going to come back in a second. This is incredibly important. And what my team put together and the, and the RV team is, is quite frankly breathtaking from what happened. But the progressive left, the progressives that fund this, you brought this on yourselves. You brought this on this. Shouldn't be a surprise. I'm going to get Gaffney and, and Fattis in here in a second. This is what's happening to our media and to our government across the board. And you're surprised when uh, and, and I got to tell you. The threatened Cornell was bad. Go back and look at that Cooper Union footage. Those four or five kids in that library, if that door had given way, they'd have been torn apart. They'd have been torn apart, and they knew it. I want to bring in Mark Kikorian, uh CIS, Center for Immigration Studies. You guys are always the best. Benzman's got a piece in, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, New York Post today that makes people's heads blow up on this invasion of our country. This is what is causing this. You have the elites that have not just allowed this. They have been in back of formulating this and exacerbating it. Mark Kikorian, tell us this about Grassley. How many countries are here? How many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands are unvetted, sir? 
what the, the piece in the New York Post today was kind of built on a report we released last week. And what it's about was numbers we got through a, a request, a lawsuit, basically, that the government wasn't releasing on the number of inadmissible aliens, people who have no right to come in, that this administration has allowed to use a cell phone app to schedule their illegal immigration, and they're ushered through the legal crossing points, the points of entry. These aren't jumping the border. They're being ushered across the border by the Biden administration. And what we found is that almost a quarter million people have scheduled their illegal immigration and come across the border and been ushered through a uh, legal crossing point. And what Senator Grassley wrote a letter about related to this data was that thousands of those people are from are what they call special interest aliens. In other words, they're coming from Muslim-majority countries that have active terrorist organizations. And what's usually done is when somebody from one of those countries is encountered illegally crossing the border, there's a lot more enhanced scrutiny of that person. Often they go and interview them personally to find out if this person's a problem or not. This administration is ushering thousands of them affirmatively across the border, swamping any ability of law enforcement to do anything but the most kind of cursory check. You know, have is there a warrant out for them in the United States? Well, if not, you know, come on in, because it's not like Somali government, if there even is one, is going to have any information on K- who these people are. Kokorian, Kokorian, how could this possibly be architected any other way than to allow tens, if not hundreds of thousands of bad guys into our country? This couldn't be by happenstance. This couldn't be some overlooked thing. This was an well, active program to do this. It's not overlooked. This is not a mistake. This is not that they're doing a bad job at the border. But... What, I don't think the motivation is necessarily to bring in lots of bad guys into the United States. Maybe, but I take people, I just assume people aren't monsters, and I try to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. And my strong sense is that the whole panoply of Biden open borders policies, this one and everything else, is based on the idea that immigration limits are immoral. They think that immigration law is like Jim Crow and that anything they can do to get around the limits on immigration law is legitimate, even if nobody comes. But, of course, a lot of people will take them up on it. So it's not a plot to bring in bad guys or Democratic voters or any of that. It's just that they don't believe we, the American people, have a right to keep anybody out. Incredible. Uh, Mark, where do people go to get the report? All your great work at CIS. You guys are the best. Where do people go? We're online at cis.org. It's pretty easy to remember. I'm on Twitter, as this shows. You have to like snark and sarcasm to uh, follow me on Twitter. The report, like I said, cis.org, right at the top. And this piece by our Tom uh, Todd Benzman at the New York Post, is. Um, it's also, we have a link to it on our website. It's incredible. Incredible. Uh, Kokorian, you're the best. And you come in a little hot on Twitter, which I think is a, a great reason to follow you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Fattis. 
your article on Ann Magazine's amazing. It dovetails directly into this. Make this make sense to me, sir. Our immigration policy makes sense to you. Do you think it's do you think it's an active part of, uh, you know, Kerkorian proposes that they think any ability to protect our sovereignty is immoral. Is there something potentially deeper and darker here? And are we in a real jam because of the Hezbollah activity in Latin America, Muslim Brotherhood, all of it? Look, I hope that uh, Mr. Kerkorian is correct and that all we're looking at is stupefying uh, incompetence and folks that are completely out of touch. I personally do not subscribe to that belief. I don't think I don't think that accounts for this. I think what we're seeing is malfeasance. I think we're seeing folks that have destroyed our border. There is no border anymore. There's no control, and they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, the article you put up highlights the insanity. I mean, we're through the looking class. In New York City, you literally can be an illegal and now go to an office in the village, and they will give you tickets to go anywhere else on the planet at New York City expense. They will fly you anywhere in the world just to get you out of New York City. I was contemplating earlier today, since I speak Greek, maybe I'd go down there speaking Greek and tell them I need to go back to Santorini, see if I could get some tickets. But all kidding aside, this is horrifying, right? Frank was talking about the Muslim Brotherhood. Let's grab a hold of one group, Hezbollah. I worked against Hezbollah for years. I ran, that means I ran sources. I recruited guys inside Hezbollah, ran sources, took down their operations in some cases, took Hezbollah guys off the battlefield. Let's leave it at that. Um, Hezbollah is a serious group of boys. They have been here for years. They don't plan ops in a hurry. They work years in advance. We know they are on U.S. soil. We have caught them here. They cache explosives, guns, case targets, like, like Pentagon war plans years in advance. So when the order comes from on high, they can go hit the Empire State Building, uh, the, the Freedom Tower, the targets in Washington, D.C., every major American city. We know they have been doing this, and certainly they are here right now. This administration is doing nothing to protect us. Um, what needs to be done? You and Frank are experts of this. Uh, you do great work at the Committee on the Present Danger. What we're talking about, the, we're, you know, we're having this huge political debate about the bifurcation of Ukraine and and uh, and uh, Israel. Uh, the funding packages. Bernie Marino is going to be on here in a minute, running for the Senate in Ohio to talk about it. He's one of J.D. Vance's guys. Um, but we also talking about this priority that we got to keep this safe. Is this invasion so far gone? Is there any way, what do we need to do immediately like today? What should you be in Mike Johnson's ear saying, this is what you need to do above all else about protecting this country so that we can protect Israel or assist Israel in its own protection and Taiwan. Right. Well, I mean, let's start with the, with the border, right? It is what people need to understand is it's not that we're trying to control the border and failing. It is, in fact, the policy of this administration to move people here. This whole conveyor belt of camps across Central America run by U.N. agencies is funded first and foremost by the U.S. government. So we're not trying to keep them out. We're bringing them here. 
and then we're distributing them. Now, Donald Trump largely had this situation completely under control. So we are not attempting to do something failing. We're, we're actually succeeding in doing what this administration wants to do. What could you do? Go back to enforcing the law, shut down these camps, tell these Central American countries that, if, as Donald Trump did, if you keep moving these guys across your territory to us, we're cutting off all funding to you. Live without the $500 million we give you every year, Guatemala. That's what Donald Trump did in rapid fashion. This problem largely went away. We move on to dealing with Sam, can you hang on one second? I want to keep you and yeah. Frank. We're going to be a little jammed in these segments. I've got Oscar Blue down top of Chula. Bernie Marino's going to come on. We're going to get through it all because this is a conversation that has to be had, and it has to be had on Monday, 30 October, because now the policy alternatives are coming up before us. Sam Faddis, Frank Gaffney, Oscar Blue Ramirez, Bernie Marino, all next in the war room. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. I'll tell you what China's watching. Here's what China's watching. A woke military in which we're not teaching our uh, Marines how to be tough fighters. We're teaching them how to be LGBTQ and DEI and all that nonsense, right? And, and we're almost out of, uh, out of ammunition and munitions. So if, you, if you're China, you're sitting there going, wait a second, let me get this straight. You're going to send, and by the way, what is the definition of win, Frank? Matt defined it as the 2022 borders. Matt, that's not what Ukraine says. Ukraine wants Crimea back, right? So you're saying- I know what I'm saying. No, I, I know gotcha. what Americans should do. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Frank's just saying win, whatever that means. Win to me is we get a peaceful settlement. But here's what they're watching. An endless war in Ukraine that's costing us a depleted military. This potential crisis in the Middle East, a potential crisis in Taiwan. And by the way, hello, this walk and chew gum story, we're being invaded at our southern border by 8 million people over the last two and a half years. How do we fight a four-pronged war? So yeah, if you're China, you're cheering for the people who want to blow up all over the world. Like That money for Ukraine is going to pay teachers, 
It's going to pay Ukrainian public officials. It's being paid to God knows what oligarchs are laundering that money. I'm sorry. I'm asking for you to elect me to be the senator for the United States of America and not for Ukraine. And what a world leader does is he ends the killing and ends the war. And that's what we should be doing. Okay, Bernie Marino joins us now. Bernie, one of the biggest fights we've got going is Mitch McConnell versus Mike Johnson, the folks in the House, to bifurcate this uh, Ukraine, make Ukraine funding be debated and stand on its own. Your thoughts. J.D. Vance, your senator uh, from uh, Ohio, is the lead of this. Give me your assessment. Yeah, Steve, we cannot have any kind of bundling. The reality is what they're trying to do is because they know aid for Israel is popular. What they're trying to do is use Israel, the death of Israelis, to actually fund their war in Ukraine. Uh, we cannot allow, allow them to do that. These are four very different issues, and they should be separated and debated accordingly. Uh, you know, these uh, neocons that want to blow up everywhere all over the world, uh, endless wars, endless money, we've got to put a stop to it. Are you going to be able to stand up to Mitch McConnell? It's one thing to say he's a candidate, but Mitch McConnell doesn't want to hear that nonsense. He's, he's, he's ticked at J.D. He's ticked, and I hear this all the time. He's in J.D. Vance's face. He's furious with Mike Lee, uh, Roger Marshall. Are you prepared to stand up and throw down with him? I'm not running uh, to go down there to get along and make new friends. I'm running, uh, Steve, because I've had success in my life. I came here from South America. This country gave me every opportunity in the world to succeed. I'm running because I actually want to do the things that we are campaigning on, put America back in a trajectory for success, and have our leaders unequivocally put the interest of America first. Whoever it is that I have to battle to do that is what I'm prepared to do. Coming from a, a, a background with your family in South America, we're going to go back to Sam Faddis in a second, talk about Hezbollah all over Latin America and coming up here in the United States. What is your specific proposal on securing the southern border? We have to suspend our asylum laws right now temporarily until at least the end of 2025. We have an invasion at our border. What that means is no more asylum hearings. If you have a court date past January of 2024, your court date gets canceled and you must be deported. We have to get our border under control. But more importantly, Steve, we have to we have to deport the people that came here under Biden immediately because we have no idea who they are. And, by the way, deport anybody who came into this country illegally over the long run. We cannot have any kind of amnesty, backdoor amnesty. This is what's caused this problem in the first place. Both of my opponents on the Republican side favor amnesty. That's insanity. That's exactly why we have this problem at the border. Is that message that you just laid out, is that resonating with folks in Ohio? Absolutely. They know what every parent knows. If you encourage bad behavior, you get more bad behavior. And let me just tell you this, Steve, for those people like me who came here legally from another country to watch this country reward people who broke our laws, cheated and lied, and that's what they use as a cover to come into this country and letting them get rewarded by having the privilege of being able to stay here in America is disgusting and it's wrong. If we're going to have a legal immigration system, then we have to have a zero tolerance policy for illegal immigration. And these people who are in favor of amnesty are completely out of their minds. Bernie, how do people find you on social media? How do they find out more about your campaign? 
So BernieMarino.com, that's our website, M-O-R-E-N-O.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Bernie Marino. Uh, this is for me, Steve, the fight to put this country first. It's the fight that President Trump and you have led. We have to be consistent, and we have to stop electing Republicans that say one thing on a campaign trail and do something completely different in Washington, D.C. Either you want to conserve the values of this country or you don't. Bernie, honored to have you on here. Look forward to having you back, sir. Thanks, Steve. Fattis, I'll go to you first. That's a pretty hardcore message. Is that the beginning of the solution on the southern border, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Again, look, we got in place the procedures. We got in place the people. Go down to the talk to the Border Patrol. What are they going to tell you? Uh, we're not allowed to do our jobs. We are just we're basically transformed Border Patrol into a welcome wagon. Go back to enforcing the law. Look, you got the one of the top aides to the mayor of New York City. So we're talking a Democratic functionary calling openly for Joe Biden to close the border in an official press statement. That's where we are. She gets it. Last thing, Sam, you've dealt with Hezbollah all your professional life in the Middle East. How big a danger is the party of God in Central America, South America and coming up across our border right now? Huge. Hezbollah has a presence that has been there for decades all over South America. They make a vast amount of money from drug selling drugs, moving drugs, amongst other things. In particular, they have a they are joined at the hip with the government of Venezuela that not only harbors them, but hands their operatives full packages of false identity documents. So you as a Hezbollah operative can walk into the United States with a passport and everything else that is backstopped by the Venezuela government. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Venezuelans being admitted into this country. Nobody has any clue how many of those guys are really Hezbollah operatives. And when they start attacking things, it won't be they blew up. It won't be a couple of people got killed in an attack. I wish that was what it is. When when this starts happening, it will be mass casualty events. Sam Fattis, where do people go on social media and how do they get to your uh, publication and magazine? Best place to find us is just go to and magazine. So that's andmagazine.substack.com. But I'm on Twitter as real Sam Fattis. We're all over the web. Go to and magazine site at Substack. We'll get you there. Sam, thank you very much. Uh, Frank Gaffney, you've been Cassandra about this issue for a couple of decades. What is the first step before I let you go? What's the first step that needs to happen to uh, to get rid of the Muslim Brotherhood root and branch in this nation? Well, Steve, I, I think you were on the case when you went into the White House. Uh, we need to understand what we're up against. We need to identify the Muslim Brotherhood as the jihadist organization, Sharia supremacist uh, operation that uh, it is, of course, that it is an enemy of our country. It is not, as Jim Clapper claimed, uh, a mostly secular organization that's issued violence. We need, to the point that Sam just made, though, I have to say, we need to think about this as the threat that it is both in its own right, but also combined with the threat of those Chinese People's Liberation Army Special Forces units that are coming here, you're saying in division sizes. 
all in and what they represent. So here's my basic point. We need to put this country on a war footing. It's long overdue. We need to be surveilling these mosque complexes and other infrastructure that has the potential to be weaponized against us. We need to be recognizing that uh, that whether it's the Taliban that Biden brought here legally, or whether it's the other jihadis that he's allowed to come in across the border, the Chinese, uh, you know, uh, special forces units, as I mentioned, these are all threats to our, our very existence as a nation. And I think that we have to enhance the resiliency of the myriad soft targets that are here. And I would suggest that um, in addition to rebuilding our counterintelligence capabilities, the topic of, if I may say, a terrific Secure Freedom Minute that I did today, you can subscribe to those every day for free at securefreedom.org. But in addition, I think it's time to activate National Guard units, not only to help secure that border, but also to protect these kinds of assets that if they're taken down, whether it's water supplies or whether it's the grid or whether it's other pieces of critical infrastructure, will take down America. Maybe, as the Chinese like to say, without firing a shot. This is the sort of face, uh, I, I think, situation we face. Uh, and I can't thank you enough for the clarion efforts you're making to underline the danger that's thus posed. Frank, uh, Committee on Present Danger, your social media, the show here on REV, where do they get to all of the content? PresentDangerChina.org, SecureFreedom.org for the center site, um, SecuringAmerica.tv for the television program, radio show, and those commentaries. And I just would like to say, Steve, um, I appreciate so much being able to talk on this program as well as ours on Real America's Voice. It's an indispensable platform. And uh, thank you again yep. for sharing it. RV is amazing. Uh, Frank, thank you, and thank you for all the hard work, the years in the vineyards uh, on doing this. Um, when Sam Faddis says worry about mass casualty events, Sam Faddis is a no BS, no brag, just fact professional. Uh, you got to take it to heart. Frank, thank you so much for you and Sam taking time today to do this. Oscar Blue Ramirez has been on the front line of this war for many, many years. Uh, he joins us today from Tapachula. Oscar, you just got back from Israel. Talk about the other talk about the other front of the war. What's what's headed towards America, sir? Right now, Steve, there's six thousand migrants that today, early in the morning, they are leaving the southern border of Tapachula uh, as they have started walking. As we have done multiple broadcasts before uh, in the war room, uh, walking with the migrants, embedded with the migrants today, six thousand of them, they have left uh, Tapachula in the essence to try to go to the United States of America. The most unbelievable thing right here, Steve, is that you ask every single one of them and they do not want to use anymore the CBP app. They say if they're going to deliver themselves to the authorities, whether it is jumping a wall, whether it's crossing the river. So now not only this Biden disaster that he has created, not only just creating this outlet of the CBP app, supposedly it was going to work. But now this is just a complete disaster. Everybody thinks that jumping a wall, crossing the river at this particular stage, after four years of this Biden disaster of this border. This is continuing, Steve, uh, to go to the United States. Um, do, do you believe, I got about a minute, I'm holding you to the break. Do you believe that your countrymen in the United States, or in Mexico, in the United States, understand the level of this threat? I think they're complicit about this. I think they're part of this problem, and I think that they're doing this 
on purpose to undermine uh, the United States sovereignty and the United States voters. I think that, uh, undeniably that, you know, a lot of the countries that are in Central and South America, they're part of this problem and they're part of the global compact on migration that is, you know, force the United States to open the border and to create this crisis and to normalize and regularize trafficking of people. This has been just a normal thing now. It is normal to see people walking through a jungle, normal to see people walking through the sea, normal to see people being trafficked on the back of a tractor trailer, and so and so, Steve. So I think that they're part and complicit about this problem. The footage is absolutely unbelievable. Let's take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to go back to Tapachula. Oscar Blue Ramirez, special correspondent for Real America's Voice. Be back in a moment. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. I'm the last person on earth to nag your, about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower b- blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable and field of greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust field of greens to help me stay healthy. Field of greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take field of greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, with all the turbulence in the world today, today's the day you need to speak to someone at Birch Gold. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go there, check out the end of the dollar empire. But today you need to talk to Philip Patrick and the team about why gold has been a hedge for 5,000 years of mankind's recorded history. We're going to be spending a lot of time tomorrow going through capital markets, what's happening with this debt crisis. We're getting into the CR, to the omnibus, or the fighting the omnibus, all of that. Uh, we're going to get into some depth tomorrow. But today, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get all the information we put out about the dollars of prime reserve currency, what it means for your life, but particularly talk to one of the representatives today. It's now time to, you need to immerse yourself in this information. Oscar, uh, in Tapachula, Oscar, the footage is unbelievable. Where do people go? I'm going to have you back on the show tomorrow morning. Also, I think Benzman will be ready to go on that huge story in the New York Post today because this is the priority. If we don't secure America, and Bernie Marino said deportations now, and he's running for the Senate, he's got a lot of support in Ohio. If we don't secure the border immediately, there won't be anything there to help Israel. There won't be anything there to help Taiwan. 
There won't be anything to help our allies, quote unquote, in, in Europe. America must come first because if we lose America, we lose it all. Oscar, your footage is unbelievable. I mean, it's just jaw dropping. Where do people go to get all your reporting? Where do they go to get your footage? And be, before you come back tomorrow, where do they follow you overnight? Look at that footage. It's just, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It's stunning. Thank it blows so me much, away. Sir. This could be still be happening. Well, thank you so much, sir, for the invitation. They, go, they can follow me at Twitter. Uh, they can follow me at Twitter at Oscar Blue Ramirez. Also at my website, OscarBlueRamirez.com, at Getter Oscar Blue Ramirez. Uh, and of course, Real America's Voice News, sir. Uh, you know the best uh, network that covers the immigration. And uh, before I go, sir, I want to give a quick uh, shout out to our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, support companies that support American values. So, Pedro Mobile support us. Thank you so much for our, the sponsorship, sir. Uh, Oscar, just unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, Tapachula, Oscar will be there tomorrow. He's going to be back on the uh, on the morning show. Uh, Mike Lindell is Mike Lindell with us. Mike Lindell joins us. Mike, are we keeping that factory floor? Look, they're in Denver right now, trying to take Trump off the ballot. They're in New York City in the courtroom, trying to uh, trying to crush. Trump's company, anybody that supports MAGA, they're trying to destroy. We will not let them destroy my pillow. How are we doing? We're doing great. And we're fighting back by putting on the greatest sales ever to the War Room Posse. Uh, we're having a flash sale, you guys. This is exclusive to the War Room Posse. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the queen size. These are the sheets that made us famous. Normally $139.98. They're on sale for $89.98, but get this. We're going to bring them down for the War Room Posse to $59.98 for the queen size, $69.98 for the king size. These are our Giza Dream Sheets. This is the, the, the best sheets in history, and uh, we're doing them for the War Room Posse. And uh, we've got, um, um, we've got um, also the towels still on sale today for $29.98. But uh, you guys go to... Go to the square, go to mypillow.com, go to the war room square, scroll down there and get those Giza Dream sheets and those towels, towels for $29.98, the six-piece set, so you get the best of both worlds. And we're, we're also putting the slippers on sale today, too. We still have those on sale for $39.98. They're all over the TV on sale for $49.98. So we got, uh, we got three big sales. It's a three-in-one sale here for the war room posse, Steve. Mike, uh, one more time. And the number is 800-873-1062. We've got to keep these operators. The IRS is trying to drive them out of business. We're not going to let it happen. 800-873-1062. Just use the War Room code. Also, if you go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room, you get all the specials. Mike's just dropping them in there on the square all day long. Mike, thank you so much. Tell the folks there. Uh, we, and we're going to figure out somehow to get the show back there and do a live from the factory floor. That's oh, how committed they would, they we are to, to your folks out there. Yeah, they were. They would love that. We're so <laughs> grateful to the War Room Posse. We're so grateful, you guys, and keep supporting them. They're they're uh, they're making that My Pillow 2.0. That's on sale too. Thirty nine ninety eight for the queen size. Everything's on sale for the War Room Posse. Mike Lindell, thank you so much, brother. Tell everybody there we got Thanks their back. Thank you. Okay, uh, Grace is going to talk a little bit about the free app we've got in the second hour about how you download it. Go to the Apple Store and download Here's the reason. we got to man the ramparts again. There's so many fights ahead of us. We're clearly ascendant. You're clearly winning. This is why they're in Denver right now trying to take Trump off the ballot. Can't do it. Not in the Constitution, but they're lawless. 
We got fights on the budget, on the CR, which I say, shut. hey, if the Senate hasn't done their work and the House has, I guess it's going to have to shut down for a while until the Senate gets its work done. We got to take hard lines on this. No omnibus, no CR. The bifurcation, obviously you got to bifurcate Israel from uh, Ukraine. Ukraine's got to stand on its own and it will collapse. Use the Hastert rule as we've been committed to, Speaker Johnson. It will not come to the floor because you need a majority of the majority just to get to the floor. Then Israel and even Taiwan have to be discussed and debated separately, as they should. But still a priority is the invasion on the southern border and getting control of the spending. Because if we lose America, it's not going to be there to help our allies like in Israel, to help our allies like the free Chinese in Taiwan. This is a time of testing. And you've had guys like Fattis and like Frank Gaffney have been on this problem for years as professionals. And that's when we, so you see Morning Joe whining about these college campuses, the folks that have been demonized as they've warned everybody about it from the progressive left. Now, hey, guess what? Some members of the progressive left are getting the blowback about what they created and the brave men and women that stood up there this year that were mocked and ridiculed and driven from jobs and driven from prestigious appointments were the ones that were correct. We're in not only the beginning stages of a third world war, as we've told you, we're in a fight to save this country. And I mean, save it. You see this invasion on the southern border. You see the globalist elites in our country. They're lying to you every day. Think about what you just saw with Oscar Blue Ramirez. You saw that footage. Think about that footage, which I'll play back later on uh, on my getter. Can I'll be up all night on getter. And back here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I really need you guys to go birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go today. If you think it's going to get any less turbulent, you would be incorrect. It's only going to get more turbulent. The geopolitical situation, the financial situation, the internal situation in the United States of America. Just look at this weekend, these protests against these Jewish students on college campuses. You don't think it's going to get worse? You are sadly mistaken. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go check it out today. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Okay, stick around. The next hour is going to be actually more intense than this hour. Stick around for the second hour of the afternoon, early evening show of The War Room. See you back here in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, 
medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.